0: everybody welcome to another episode of a very stable podcast i'm your host steven reed you can follow me on twitter at nice read steve that's reed r-e-e-d you can follow the podcast at a very stable pod go ahead and check out the work on stampede blue and it's where everything's going to be posted i believe as well you can listen to it through there please rate and review us five stars if you haven't already we would really appreciate that it really helps the podcast out get us a little bit extra notoriety and everything like that So, today's episode, we're going to talk about preseason week one. Finally, finally, we've got football. Colts take on the Carolina Panthers in week one. And the talk is obviously going to be about the quarterback competition with Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger. So, Jacob Eason started out, he uh, played really, really well. I thought he did. If you look at the tape, he went 15 for 21, which is 71% completion percentage for 183 yards. He ran the two minute drill just fantastically. Like he was so good on the 2 minute drill like at the end of the end of the first half. I was really really impressed with how he was able to make that work and just how precise he was. And that when you look at what he did in terms of the day, it, it seemed like the Colts were pretty interested in making sure that he was able to get Going early. A lot of their opening passes were to the outside. They were short, a little bit of checkdowns just to kind of get his confidence going. I think that was really smart by Frank Reich and the Colts offensive coaching staff to go ahead and try to to make that work for him, at least, at least early. I thought that, that was that was huge. So, Jacob Eason, if you listen to the Colts broadcast, which was the NFL Network broadcast, you got the Colts with Greg Rigstraw and, and Rick Venturi as the color commentator. Greg Rigstraw is fantastic. He does play by play all over the state of Indiana. A great, great job again, as always. Rick Venturi seemed to be a little bit, I, I want to say, kind of one sided in his analysis. If you listen to the first half again with Jacob Eason, it seemed like he was overly critical of Jacob Eason, And then when it came to the second half with Sam Ellinger, he was overly positive with Sam Ellinger. And I don't mind if if the color commentator is critical of the Colts. I think that's good. It gives the fans something that is more, I guess, realistic to what they're seeing versus having somebody there that's just a cheerleader. I just want it to be a little bit more consistent between the two. So Jacob Eason made a lot of great throws. I mean, the throw to Paris Campbell, it was just Brilliant, honestly. Like, it was one of the best throws, probably the best throw out of any first time starting quarterback in the preseason and throughout the entire slate of preseason games. I thought that throw to Paris, where it was just like we always talk about Jacob Eason having one speed. It's just throw it really hard, really fast with no touch, anything like that. I thought that ball to Paris Campbell was the perfect pass. It showed perfect amount of touch, just let him right where he needed to go. And I thought that was great. He threw a lot of out routes, which are some of the harder routes to throw outside the numbers, because you really have to put some zip on the ball. And as we all know, that's something that Jacob Beason doesn't lack is zip. So he was able to make a lot of those throws to the outside. They used that a lot to get him going, specifically with, with Desmond Patman. He threw a fantastic ball. To Michael Strawn in the two minute drill, which I thought was huge in them working their way down the field to set them up for that touchdown. And that he's just shown that he can really put some touch on the ball. Now, there are definitely things that Jacob Eason needs to work on. I don't think that that should be, I don't think it was all, you know, roses and sunshine for Jacob Eason in this, this first game. His pocket presence. Needs to improve. What really got me bothered with the Colts commentators, or specifically Rick Venturi, was that when Jacob Beeson had that strip sack, that he immediately blamed Jacob Beeson for it. And don't get me wrong, Jacob Beeson deserves some of the blame, but the defensive end on that play wasn't slowed down at all by that left tackle. I think it was Will Holden that was the, the left tackle on that play, but he was barely slowed down at all. And Jacob Beeson, in that situation, took a couple steps up. In the pocket, did a little shuffle up, and that was something that I really wanted to look for on the replay, was to see if Jacob Eason had started to drift back, because if Jacob Eason takes that five- or seven-step drop and then keeps drifting back, then that's 100% on him. He should not be doing that. That's just not what you do as a quarterback. You can't drift back because your left tackles, in general, are trying to kind of wall off them from that pocket. And so if you keep drifting back, you're basically floating back into where that defensive end is being directed to go by the left tackle. In this situation, Jacob Beeson started to take a couple shuffle steps up. Could he have moved forward a little bit more? Yeah, probably. Honestly, he he should have, but I don't think that was all on Jacob Beeson like the the telecast made it made it sound. So, Jacob Beeson definitely can work on that. He really does need to to work on his touch. Here's what Frank Reich said when it comes to Jacob Eason. He said, the two-minute drive was a clinic. He hit some really nice throws the whole first half. He had a couple lasers in there that really looked good. He put the ball on the ground one time and made one or two errors, mental mistakes that we will clean up. I thought he went out there and showed himself well. The One of the passes that I know that Jacob Eason missed and something that he's done in practice was he'd miss high. He'd overthrow And he did that in the first half, I know, against with uh, Desmond Patman. It was the one incompletion over the middle. He threw it high, and it gave the the defensive back a chance to go and get it. And that was really tough. He threw an out route that was a little bit ahead of Michael Strawn. I know it hit him in the hands, but those balls are really hard to catch. And if the wide receiver is going out, even if it hits him in the hands at that speed, it's really hard. So I, I kind of don't put all the blame on Michael Strawn for that, which I know some people did. I thought that that was probably more so on Jacob Beeson needing to show a little bit more awareness on the touch. So Jacob Beeson, I thought, had a really good first half. There's obviously some room for improvement. But overall, I thought that he did a really just a solid job there taking over the starting quarterback role. Sam Ellinger, he started off, went 10 for 15, 67 percent completion percentage for 155 yards and one interception. Probably should have been two interceptions. The defensive back just didn't get his head around. But one thing that I think people need to recognize with Sam Ellinger is he really rebounded well after that second uh, potential interception. He came back in the fourth quarter and played lights out. Now, people will discredit that by saying, OK, well, he went up against 30 or four stringers. Yeah, that's true. But there's still NFL players. And so I think that needs to be taken into consideration as well. That 47 yard throw to Tarek Black, his old teammate there at Texas. And then he had immediately right after that on like a 30 and five in that same drive, he threw just a perfect ball, like spot on in the window right there for Tyler Vons, who was able to make, make that catch. Sam Ellinger also led the Colts with rushing with, I think like 30, 34 yards, something like that, which isn't surprising because Sam Ellinger gives them a lot of different options for getting the quarterback out of the pocket. He's got a lot of mobility. He's really. That's one of his strengths, honestly, is getting out of the pocket, extending plays, which in today's NFL is a huge, huge benefit for any offense. And Frank Reich had this to say about Sam Ellinger. Sam had a rough start with the interception. We had a mental error on that play. Somebody ran the wrong route. I got to see the tape to see how it all played out. Still wasn't a good throw. But then Sam bounced back. That's the kind of thing we want to see from our quarterbacks, mental toughness. To be able to have a glitch and come back and play good football. I thought both of them did that. They're probably going to grade out as playing winning football at the end of the day. So Frank Reich was pretty happy with how both Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason played. The one thing that Sam Ellinger needs to work on, but I don't know what, how much that can change is his arm strength. So his interception, both the, the, the one interception that actually was intercepted, and then the other one where it should have been intercepted were both on out routes. And my biggest concern with Sam Ellinger, and I think the Colts' biggest concern with Sam Ellinger is those out routes and the arm strength to get it there against NFL defensive backs. Because in college, he could make that happen going up against some of the, the teams that Texas played. In the NFL, you can't. It's just that simple. You've got to be able to make that throw. And that's the one thing that concerns me. Now, overall, I think Sam Ellinger played also very well, all things considered. It's the first chance he's gone up against NFL talent. Same thing with Jacob Beeson, really. They, they both went up against NFL talent today for the first time in kind of live game action, which I think is really good. It, I think it shows a lot of promise to what they've got there at the quarterback position. And one thing one thing that I think is something we should consider is that really with either of these quarterbacks, the Colts have a great opportunity to win if Carson Wentz is forced to miss games. And the broadcast, Jim Mercy joined... Greg, Greg Straw and Rick Venturi through the third quarter, he had made a comment about Carson possibly missing two games, and he said hypothetically, so maybe that might have him been tipping his hand a little bit, that Carson Wins might win those first two games, which I don't blame the Colts for for wanting to send him out against Aaron Donald, especially if Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly aren't 100%, and they don't have the left tackle, because those first two games are really, really tough for the Colts of Seattle and, and the Rams. But I think the important thing is, no matter which quarterback they go with, both of them give them an opportunity to win. Jacob Eason's got a great arm, and you can see that it slowed down for him a little bit. He didn't seem rushed, didn't didn't seem like he was panicking or, or rushing anything really. Sam Ellinger is like they've said he's just a playmaker, and he's able to get out of the pocket and and make some moves, being able to extend plays with his legs, everything like that. And so I think in terms of if you're looking for a guy to start at least short term. You know, there's a part of me that thinks that Jacob Eason is the better quarterback, but I think Sam Ellinger might be one of those guys that actually gives you a chance to be a little bit more creative. Now, he is definitely limited. And that's the biggest concern with with Sam Ellinger is that he can't make all those throws. So you might see defenses not play that deep coverage because they know that he really can't make that throw And versus Jacob Eason, which you know he can make any throw across the field without any any issue the problem with Eason, obviously is his pocket awareness so you got to work on that but honestly i feel like the Colts are confident and i'm actually pretty confident that no matter which quarterback they start for those first two games if that is the case they're going to have an opportunity to win those games i don't feel like this is a situation where you're running through and with the year that like Peyton Manning was injured and you just kind of ran out a string of quarterbacks and you never really thought that any of them would be able to win i think this is a very different situation and i think that either quarterback with the proper game plan, which I believe Frank Reich will put in place, with either quarterback, I think the Colts have an opportunity to win. And I think that that's huge for the Colts, uh, especially early in the season. So other guys I want to talk about, I mentioned him when talking about Jacob Eason was Michael Strawn, wide receiver. He's been playing very, very well through training camp. So I was excited to see him do it in the game. He went three, three receptions for 57 yards, had a great play on the uh, two-minute drive. He was able to make that catch, haul it in, uh, go jump ball, tight coverage, pulled it down, strong hands. It's everything you really wanted to see from him. He missed that one on the out route. But again, I I don't think that's all totally on him in that Desmond Patman, five, five receptions for 49 yards. I thought he played really, really well. It's going to be an interesting situation what the Colts do with their wide receiver five, wide receiver six, because as of right now, I kind of want to see them run with both Desmond Patman and Michael Strawn, and maybe potentially cut Ashton Doolin. And so I'm interested to see how that plays out just because both Michael Strawn and Desmond Patman have played very, very well the past week and then played very well in the preseason game. Other guys I want to talk about the defensive ends this week played very well also. Uh, Kamoko Ture had three quarterback hurries and two hits. Ben Banigu had one Kurt quarterback hurry and one fumble recovery. And Isaac Rochelle kind of struggled, I thought, and especially with the Chubba Howard run when he got that got loose, got those 60 yards. And then immediately after that, he was, in, he was able was able to get some pressure on P.J. Walker, but then let him break contain and allowed him to scramble and set up the touchdown pass to Tommy Trimble. So Isaac Rochelle had like an up and down day, but I think that he overall finished pretty well. Kimoko Torrey and Ben Banigo, I thought, had pretty solid days, especially given that they weren't ting at all. It was just, you know, four guys lining up and go. And you saw the Panthers keep a guy in and make sure that they had a hat on a hat and they double-teamed the defensive ends, especially with the Colts sitting out a ton of starters on defense. The uh, other things we want to talk about, injuries. TJ Carey got hurt, got a knee injury. They kept him out for the rest of the game. Marvell Tell, Got hurt, had a growing injury. I think Courtney Davis also had a had a Courtney Davis had a shoulder injury, and the, none of those guys returned, which makes sense. You don't want to risk them coming back in a preseason game. And the last thing I really wanted to talk about was the taunting penalty, uh, and how ridiculous that that is. So Benny LeMay, Colts rookie running back, undrafted free agent, had a great run where he like carried the entire Carolina Panthers defense for like. 10 15 yards and then at the end of the run just kind of like did a little flex he's like yeah this is great i did it and then flexed at the pile and then came up and did it again out in the crowd and the, the referee threw a penalty flag and you sat there and you looked at that and you go wait s- seriously that's what they're going to call a penalty on like he didn't really do anything like and the trouble is when you looked at the NFL guidance on these penalties one of the plays that they showed was paris campbell from last season where he got into the jaguars guy's face flexed his muscles and just got in his face now i think this was a little bit different actually i think it was a lot of bit different because the paris campbell one I i can see he got called for taunting on that penalty or on that play and got called for the penalty for this benny LeMay one i was pretty upset because it didn't seem like he was. Going at an individual opponent per se. Yeah, he looked down, but honestly, the entire team was over there. Like their entire defense was over there. And he had just run for 15 yards. He was celebrating a huge play that, you know, might be able to make him a practice squad player, if not for the Colts somewhere. And then the referees throw that penalty and just kind of wipe it out. And I mean, the run still stands, but still gave him a penalty for that. And I just thought that that was absolutely ridiculous. I think the NFL needs to go back in and try to figure that out so then they can make it a little bit more consistent for the players and not not rip all the fun out. Like, that's the sad part. You know, you want to, it's just really upsetting that they went ahead and did this uh, to a guy that was really just having a lot of fun, celebrating, was really excited about what he did. So looking forward, the Colts have a couple things they need to figure out, specifically the left tackle position, because that was like really, really bad th- this week. Like Julian Davenport, Sam Tebby Will Holden, none of those guys really could slow down the second team, third team, Carolina Panthers defensive end, which was really frustrating because if you give those guys, like if you gave Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger a good pocket, I feel like they would play much better, especially Jacob Eason, because he's basically immobile. You don't want him running out of the pocket. Sam Ellinger actually probably is better on the move. than the interception he threw, he had about the cleanest pocket he saw all day. But they need to figure out the left tackle position or find out how soon Eric Fisher is going to be back. Because he needs to, if they can get him back sooner than later, as long as he's healthy, they need to get him back as soon as possible because I don't feel confident. About this left tackle group going forward. And the other part is the offensive line as a whole. You didn't have, I think, four out of five starters. You might not have had any of the five starters in this week, which was really kind of frustrating because you really wanted to see, get a better idea of how Jacob Beeson and Sam Ellinger played when they were given the opportunity. And by having a kind of a mismatch offensive line, it really kind of took away from that. So hopefully next week against the Vikings, the Colts will be able to have a little bit more solid offensive line play and they'll somehow figure out what's going on at left tackle because I really want to see these guys get an opportunity to play against top competition but also like really have time back there to throw and in the regular season the Colts are going to be able to give that time to Carson Wentz who hopefully again will only be out you know first two weeks at most That's what it sounds like to mercy thought but again I, I feel like the, the offensive line, they've got to figure it out because otherwise, this team's going to be the first two weeks are going to be really, 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 really d- difficult if that left tackle position or if the offensive line kind of stays what they're at today. I don't think it will because I expect Ryan Kelly to be back, Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson all to be back by about week one. Hopefully, Eric Fisher can come back soon and that can really resolve the offensive line. But once they get that offensive line figured out, I think this team will play just so much better because they're going to have so much more consistency and the quarterback's going to have a lot more confidence back there standing firm. So that's it for today's episode. Everyone, thank you again for listening. My name is Stephen Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at NiceReadSteve. You can follow the podcast at A Very Stable Pod. Again, rate and review us, five stars, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out over at stampedeblue.com. And thanks again for making me a part of your day. Have a good one.